19th of October, 45 degrees downtown, and this is about as warm as it'll be all day. What a great last couple of days we had in the area. Sure. <laughs> well, sure it is. Well, the, the, yeah, you were talking about whoa, being... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. The last couple of days, like uh, Sunday and Monday, were really good days. Sunday hmm. at twelve twelve, and Wednesday or Monday at eleven oh eight were okay. you know, the, the start of really not, about a four hour stretch there where uh-huh. everything just seemed right with the world. Did you notice? <laughs> Oh, more code words for you today coming up. Get a chance to go see Old Dominion down in Florida. Our code words at 820. And as they continue to beat you over the head with the Cat Country app, you can get on there. And uh, once you get that figured out, it's it really is easy. They, they made that part easy. Uh, we've got our Halloween Pub Golf Classic and... If you own a bar and you're not in this, apparently you're not one of Billings' nine best bars. So, too bad for you guys. <laughs> Get your team of five signed up to win cash prizes. Uh, cash for the top three golf tra- teams, the best dress team, 25 bucks a team. And again, find out more on the events page of the CatCountry1029.com or the Cat Country mobile app. State wildlife officials have removed traps for two small grizzly bears that had accessed garbage at an unsecured county solid waste collection site in Paradise Valley because bears eat garbage. The bears had not gotten into any reported conflict before accessing the dump site through an open gate. I don't get this. Park County officials said the gate was not closed at night due to costs. I don't know what it costs to close the gate or have the last guy out close it behind him, but I've never been in that business, so. (laughs) Maybe I'll make this my article today about people that are already raising money for the upcoming political elections and midterms. Brian Zinke and Democrat Cora Newman have taken early fundraising leads. For the new house seat. Mm-hmm. Have they, they haven't decided yet where, where, where the line's going to be, have they? No. Okay. No. Well, I think Rosendale is going to be in one of the districts. Right. And uh, Zinke and Dr. Al Oshefsky, he's running. Yep. Um, yeah, he's not by one of our remotes. They'll be in the other one. Um, it's too bad we don't get three. Because all three of those guys are great guys. Yeah. I'd just like to see, I'd just like to see the, the research that was done on all the things that are mailed out for elections and how many people base their vote based on the information they got mailed to them. Because that's, uh, that's big now. We know radio's big for the elections. TV's big for the elections. Mm-hmm. They're redrawing the maps in Texas. They're doing it there, too. Um. Oh, I saw on one of the lib websites this morning that it's a big Republican conspiracy the way they're doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But it's if it favors the Democrat Party, it's not a conspiracy the way they do it. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's right. Yeah. No, this is just the best way to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I myself, I just like uh, popular vote getters because the decisions that they make collectively don't affect just their own district. Right. The decision that Matt Rosendale or Ryan Zinke or what's the other guy's name, Cumberland or yeah, I, I don't know the other guy, if he's a Democrat, if he wins, the decisions that they make affect the country as a whole and your state as a whole. Right. Not they just aren't your district. They aren't making decisions just just for your district and your district only. Um, for instance, if, uh, the Democrat, if he wins in Montana and he votes for a tax increase, if he votes for the Biden tax increase, well, that tax increase won't affect just the people of his district Right. where, where we live on the other side, we don't have to pay the taxes in cause he's not in our district and he voted for it. No, it affects everybody. So it ought to be by the popular vote, the top two vote getters are the ones who are the representatives. Um, I don't like the districting thing. It's a way to uh, manipulate the system, to work it in your favor. And both parties are guilty of it. Both parties are guilty of it. But we'll see how it uh, how it works out. So... Was nice yesterday, though. Man. Hope this weather, this weather would just keep up till Christmas. I think everybody would be good with it's that. It's going to help us on. And then, the the week of Christmas, we can, we can hear, <laughs> we can hear Miss Tight Sweater USA. Oh, no. We need some snow for the holidays. And Jesus was born, Missy, in Bethlehem. (laughs) Average temperature is 55 degrees in December. And no ski hills there. There are no ski hills there. You dingling. But it would be nice. Uh, especially on a year where feed is in short supply and stuff like that. So, but I hate to, uh, go into that. Any yesterday I went down to, uh, Metro park and I went to Montana pavilion and I met with Cody and Craig and they're the setup guys are going to help us with our doghouse parade folks. And I got to tell you, first of all, these guys are awesome. Oh, good. They're going to accommodate us any way we can be accommodated. Help us load, unload, put stage up, risers. They got ideas on how to do stuff. And while I was there, Cody was even asking me about Flakesgiving. Where do you want to set up? Do you want to do it in the lower parking lot again? I mean, he was just great. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. But I got to tell you, that building right now is full of manure and poop and goats and pigs and sheep and it stinks like a calving barn in there and i thought you guys got your work cut out for you Uh because when they pull out of there Uh that place is going to have to be clean from top to bottom you know you know when i glanced over driving by this morning uh going by the fairgrounds there i said well that's at least a million dollars worth of horse trailers (laughs) oh yeah yeah so uh 
I'm going to uh, put some things together today, get the ballots ready. Uh, I'm going to try to cut a commercial today. I thought of a commercial, and so I'm going to to run on all the stations. Uh, They've got us up on the marquee. I see us up on the marquee up there. Okay. And uh, for the Doghouse Parade, public viewing. Very, very important for you public. Uh, It's free, too. Absolutely free. They're going to have the concession stands open. You can go in on Saturday, 10 to 3, and uh, look at the wonderful dog houses and vote on them. Take your kids. Teach your kids a little bit about democracy and voting. I've got a little ballot I'm going to print up, and they're going to vote on best of show, the most creative, and better luck next year category, the great meal and everything we're going to have, which, by the way, is... It's a good thing. We stopped it when we stopped it (laughs) because I was looking yesterday and uh, our general manager was, was putting this together and put it for us on Eventbrite and on Eventbrite, I asked him how many we had left and uh, he was giving me and all the tables were gone. And then he said, you had like 30 single tickets that were sold and that was great. Well, I looked at his sheet, and just because somebody went to the single ticket category doesn't mean they just bought, Mark, a single ticket. Right. So people that went in, people who did not buy the tables of six or eight, they bought multiple tickets because they've got a date, they're taking their spouse, they're going with a couple friends. And so those single tickets turned into two, 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 three, four, two, 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 three, four, two, 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 four two, three, two. So those weren't single tickets, actually. And believe me, we've got your reservation and you bought them and we know how many people you want. So that's, we've got the stuff for you, but we're going to have a few more people in there than we thought. So, um, it's going to be a packed gala. It's going to be fun. Um, we have people going out buying new dresses and stuff and all that kind of stuff. So that's wonderful. You knock yourself out, do whatever you want. And, uh, we'll, uh, put all these together on tables and, and, um, so for, for you couples out there that, uh, that have three and maybe another couple has three and another couple has two, we'll put you all together at one table. That'll make eight. And uh, we'll be able to do that. We'll be able to make friends. There's going to be uh, alcoholic and adult beverages there. So you're going to make friends quite easily. <laughs> um, that seems to bring a nation together. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to have great hors d'oeuvres, stuffed meat or mushrooms and and drunken meatballs and pita stuff and tomato basil dip and all this kind of stuff. Um, Linda at the catering place was telling me they were going to put out some, uh, what do they call it? Dog chow or something, which is like, uh, a Chex mix and mm-hmm. you know, all that just a crunch on and munch on or whatever they call puppy chow, I think is what she called it. I said, that's great. Well, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna have probably, uh, 450 to 500 at the banquet now mm-hmm. and uh which will be nice and we may we may even raise some money this way mark and i haven't decided yet but we may raise money where uh, everybody at a table can uh take a chance and put it into the 
ping pong ball hopper, and uh, the more chances you take, the better your chance of eating first. And we'll draw the numbers out of the hopper, you know, and uh, something like that. Um, but anyway, it's going to be a great event, and uh, I, I hope uh, I hope the public gets to come and see some of these wonderful dog houses. Is you know we've got them, and uh, we're going to. Uh, Cody and Craig and them, they're they're going to be there all day Friday. They're going to be there all day Saturday. Purgatory plays Saturday night. So uh, I thought, well, that'll be good. Maybe that, I'll play one of theirs today. That's a different crowd. <laughs> but because uh, our social hour starts about five with drinks and hors d'oeuvres and everything. So uh, all of our people will be able to get there and claim the whole lower lot before even Purgatory shows up, um, which is good. But... Um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great event. So if you're building those dog houses, get them all wrapped up because uh, on that Friday, the 29th, we're going to be there all day. You can bring them in on Friday, and uh, they'll be there early in the morning, and they'll probably be there till they said late at night. And uh, but and then I think on Saturday morning I'll go down early, and if any of you uh, need to bring them in early Saturday morning from like between seven and nine, uh, you'll be able to do that because we open the doors at ten for the public viewing, and we don't want to be moving things with forklifts and things while the public's in there. So, um, but um, get them wrapped up. You know, we have them. We haven't come. On, we have dog houses coming from uh, from schools. Their shop classes are making some nice ones. Mm-hmm. One up uh, uh, the. The kids up in Stanford are making one, uh, which I can't wait to see. Uh, I think out in Huntley, I think their shop class is making one too. Um, we have people from down by Hysham that are putting them together. I mean, we've got a lot of people from Red Lodge up there. Uh, some cabinet makers and stuff are put their heads together and making a dog house. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a great event. And, um, it's a lot of work, uh, more than I thought, putting stuff together like this. But And that's why I worry and Mark golfs. <laughs> uh, Doghouse Gala, were you... Were you able to get gluten free and what foods? Yes. Yeah, we we had we we spoke with the caterer yesterday. We we spoke with the caterer. Like the potatoes and stuff are all gluten free, and the the meats and things that they have, they 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 will keep them plain. Not put the gravies and things of that. He's he said they can accommodate gluten free, and uh, we told him to to make sure that that is available. And uh, so we we want to make sure that you folks are. Ha- we had a couple people who. Uh, who uh, have a disability that wanted to be on the outside, so it's easy to navigate and think, and that's fine. We're we're gonna do the best, uh, the best that we can. So, um, we're gonna do the best we can, folks. You know, you know how it is, folks. When you have a Thanksgiving dinner or a Christmas dinner over at your house, and you have like ten people over there, and uh, it's tough to keep all ten happy. Yeah, but. You work, you do your damnedest. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine five hundred mm-hmm. and having to accommodate. And uh, you know, I'm I'm going to do the best I can. And by the way, if anything goes wrong or anything goes bad, 
it it uh, it all comes back to us because we're in charge. So don't forget that. Don't take it out on the caterer or the anybody. It all comes back to Mark and Paul because we're in charge. You know, the old saying about, you know what, IT rolls downhill and uh, we're at the top. So, um, and I'll take responsibility for it. I don't care. It's always, it's always worked well for us with Flakes Giving through the years. Yeah. Or anything. What, what, one of the things people like, at least in my experience with Flakes Giving, if they've got a suggestion or they're not happy or they didn't get a meal or they want another meal, Something I always enjoy is, hey, I want to talk to somebody that's in charge. Okay, how can I help you? Because we're here trying to accommodate. We're trying to make everybody happy. Right. And back to, you know, if you listen to the radio station, you're not going to have any problems. That's right. That's right. That's the only thing. Um, So we'll put that together today, get that finalized. I can't wait to see them, though. They're going to be awesome. And and you know what, folks? I don't know how many we have. There were a lot of these that came in after. We had to have a certain amount to make the event work. Right. We wanted to make sure we could get 25 to 30 of them to make it workable, to make it worth the while. Um, and we got up to about 40 or so, and then I lost track because people were uh, saying, we're going to make one, we're going to make two. Some people made three. Um, some people made a dog house and a cat house. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some cat houses there. Now, for those of you North of town, that, that kind of cat house is the kind that your pet will use. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little different than what you may be or, or we're hoping for. Right. So, <laughs> but, uh, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many eventually show up but um and we're going to move right along with the auction and if you've ever been to an auction like a bull sale you know they move quickly so we'll give you a little description we want people if you uh when you make your dog houses if you could just maybe print up a little card or just write something down about your dog house who it's from you know uh advanced electric um self-contained water unit insulated double panel windows you know, something like that that we can describe it to folks. That would be great. That would help us out. And people can see on it when they vote. Uh, tell them about the craftsmanship, what went into it. And uh, we'll award uh, trophies for those. Kind of a bragging rights thing. Mm-hmm. So there's there's not an event like this anywhere else in the country. I can tell you that. Um well, going back to our uh, Glenn Hebert, our first promotions director, and uh, he and his wife moved south, Albuquerque or someplace down there, and uh, he got a job at a radio station, and he was trying to get that radio station's morning show to do an event like Flakesgiving. And the guys just laughed and said, man, that's a lot of work. <laughs> well, yeah, but you get a lot of help. And you can accomplish many things. Well, the one reason we can do things is because of you folks uh, out there. You're the ones that make it possible. Uh, you're so committed and loyal and giving and caring and uh, over the years. Uh, and you got to earn that from people, obviously. But uh, look at our restaurant possible. You know, Mar- our restaurant possible when we helped all those restaurants that were struggling during the pandemic. Um, 
There are people would love to watch this live stream it. Uh, we were thinking about that. But um, our restaurant possible. Mark and I, we didn't know how it was going to pan out. I kind of got the idea when I watched that restaurant impossible thing about Don Luis restaurant and what could we do to help him? We put this together, this restaurant possible thing, and we pay for all your dinner, blah, blah, blah. You know how it worked, folks. We got hundreds of envelopes in. Yeah. The people that partake in that event, they eat out anyway. Mm-hmm. And they saved the receipts and they sent them all in. And we, I think we paid six. I think we had six winners that we paid out and paid for all of their dining that whole time. And we had some that went to 10 and we had some that went to six. I mean, that's just, who would think something like that would work? But it did. It worked well. And uh, you got to do stuff like that. If you have the avenue to help, you help. That's why I was so mad when I watched that thing on Puerto Rico. We went down there and we... You, you know, we took over Puerto Rico and yeah, but you know, then we, we had a bombing range down there during the war and all kinds of stuff and hell, we, we never cleaned it up. We never took care of it and we should have, yeah. uh, we should have. Well, there's all kinds of stuff in the news today as we shift gears here, folks. Uh, You know, we always talk about liberalism and the Democratic Party and the mess that they make. And I know it offends a lot of people. I know people are sick of hearing about it, but it's we have to point it out. Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon is the epitome of a disaster, of a train wreck of what liberalism does to a city. Two headlines today from Associated Press. These are not my headlines or Mark's headlines or Fox News headlines. These are AP stories today. AP. AP. Portland, Oregon has had 67 homicides so far this year, surpassing the record that was set back in 1966 and 1987. Police are struggling. To keep up. Why? Staffing shortage and budget cuts to their police department from the liberal Pacific Northwest city that's trying new safety solutions, adding traffic barrels to prevent drive-by shootings. A traffic barrel. Folks, (laughs) you've seen traffic barrels in the Heights (laughs) when we had the construction. That doesn't stop anybody. Oh, no. There's a traffic barrel. I can't turn left there. A traffic barrel. This is liberalism at its finest. Wow. This, Folks, now, this isn't me now. This is an AP story. 67 homicides so far this year, surpassing the record of 1966 and 87. Police are struggling to keep up with the staffing shortage and budget cuts brought on by their whack job pot smoking mayor and city council members. By trying new safety solutions that criminals don't care. All their minor traffic stops have been suspended. (laughs) Good to know. So officers can focus on an immediate threat. The city is flailing. This is AP now. FBI data shows violence is worsening. Homicides are up nationwide 30% over last year. Portland's killings jumped 83% from 
a faster rate than nearly all major cities. They let the Black Lives Matter and Antifa people kill, shoot, destroy, and burn. Isn't that great? And that's what they did to their city. Portland, Oregon is a wreck. And folks, it's only October. Those numbers are going to go up. All right? Now. I've told you about dope. I've told you about pot and what it does. And you advocates who smoke it and enjoy it and love it. You don't understand the impact that it has on cities and communities and rehabilitation centers and test scores and job productivity and brain development. And the list goes on and on and on. You only know it makes you feel euphoric. You love the feeling. You love the high, man. It calms you down. I get it. Okay. Smoke your ass off. I don't care. But it's bad. It's bad for cities. It's bad for communities. Well, what about the tax revenue, man? <laughs> that the tax revenue, we shouldn't need the tax revenue if these people wouldn't spend like a bunch of drunks. Anyway, here's another headline today. Associated Press. Now, this is big because people in Billings right now are voting. Do you want pot shops all over Billings? Our sheriff, our police chief, and others have said it's going to be bad for our town. And so, and we've got a mayor who is pushing the safety levy, and I would love to know how he voted about recreational pot. (laughs) But I think we know. So anyway, here's another headline today. Associated Press. Oregon's illegal pot grows. More calls to send the National Guard. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, Oregon, they want to legalize also cocaine and heroin. That's next. This is Associated Press again about Portland, Oregon. And Oregon. Last week... Last week, police in Oregon raided a site that had roughly two tons of processed marijuana and 17,500 pot plants. Jackson County Commissioners, which is in Salem, Oregon, said the surge in industrial scale illegal marijuana growing operations is so serious now that they've asked their governor, who is a whack job, Kate Brown, to send in the Oregon National Guard. All right? Do you want me to read that to you again, folks, about what the pot industry is going to do to your city and your state and your county? All right? I'll read it again. Last week, police in Oregon raided a site that had two tons of processed marijuana, 17,500 pot plants. Jackson County commissioners said the surge in these industrial-scale illegal dope-growing operations is so serious, they've now asked their governor, Kate Brown, to send in the Oregon National Guard. Now, Oregon Senate President said he's deeply concerned and agrees the National Guard should be deployed. Commissioners in neighboring counties said that migrant workers 
and, and I'm guessing these are illegal migrant workers at these sites. This this is a this is a typical Democrat. <laughs> this is your typical Democrat. This guy said that these migrant workers are being exploited and subjected to appalling working conditions. <laughs> That is your typical Oregon Democrat, Mark. Yes, it is. Isn't it? (laughs) That's funny. The workers lack toilets, running water, sanitary cooking facilities, and they're living in tents. That's what he's worried about. That's what, see, that's a difference. That's what the Democrats are worrying about, the working conditions. Not the fact that in one place there was an illegal industrial scale dope growing operation with 17,500 pot plants. And two tons of processed marijuana there. They're setting them up all over. For folks, they want to call out the National Guard in Oregon. It's such a wreck. And what are we about to embark on here in our area? We're about to welcome that into Billings, Montana, and our state with open arms. Bring it on in. We had a DEA agent said they're buying up warehouses in Billings already getting ready. Right. And you folks get to vote on it. That is... So- that is such great news for our youth who we just got the report this week on our test scores Mm -hmm. that's going to help it's such a win-win people were stupid you're stupid who you vote for it's your right to vote for who you want but it's stupid it's stupid that's just dumb that's societal suicide is what it is for an entire population and society is to bring in that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Then there's this. And I hope Phoebe and Ryan and all of you naysayers out there that for the last months and months and months say I am a proprietor of of misinformation. Josh, who wrote us the letter, who's a nurse, and everybody else. Misinformation. You guys are stupid. You're dangerous. You're a talk show. You don't know crap. You're a dumbass. (laughs) I hope all of you listen to this next article that's in the Billings Gazette today. It's put out by, yes, your news agency, Associated Press today, and this is what I talked about. In fact, this is what we even played last week from the co-developer of the mRNA technology. And if you listen to the interview, you heard him talk about this. Are you all listening? Hmm? Are you? Do you want to hear it or do you not want to hear it? Well, you may hear it and you won't believe it. I'm wearing a flannel shirt today. Mark's wearing a short sleeve turquoise shirt. I don't believe it. Okay, (laughs) fine. We can put the picture on there. You can look at it. But if you don't believe it, your pot infested brain won't let you accept the truth. I get it. All right. Here's the headline today. The booster shots that they're telling people to get booster shots. Boosters. Headline today, boosters not tweaked for the variants, VEX experts. Hmm. Now, we had Dr. Robert Malone tell you that last week. 
And he's been out there for weeks telling people about the vaccine. There's no vaccines out there that have been updated to better match the extra contagious Delta variant. What? What? Wait a minute. Do you mean people who were vaccinated could actually be spreading it and doing more harm than the people that don't have it? Yes, I wrote about that in I Am Reckless, Misinformed. Dr. Robert Malone said that last week. Remember we played that. He said, this is what happens. Now, we could play it again, but you folks won't listen. The vaccine was developed with that mRNA technology to attack the spike proteins on the COVID-19 variant. Okay, people got vaccinated. They got infected still. The infection inside the body saw what the body was doing attacking the COVID-19 variant. So it changed. It mutated. It changed the little spiky little protein things that we've all seen on your phone and everywhere else. And so people who have had the vaccine to attack COVID-19, that's probably where the mutation came from. And so they spread it. Oh, no. No, that's not true. If you if you get the vaccine, you can't die. You can't get it. You can't spread it. You're misinformed. You're stupid. You're a dumbass. You're a talk show host. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm reading you from Associated Press today. Booster shots may be on the way, but when it's your turn, you'll get an extra dose of the original vaccine, not the one updated to match the extra contagious Delta variant. And that has some experts wondering if the booster campaign is a bit of a missed opportunity to now target the Delta and its likely descendants. Oh, no, you can't listen to the experts tell you about that. You have to read what the crappy news network says or anybody else or your emoji or your Insta chat, Snapgram it, whatever, TikTok, who gives a rat's ass about it, website. Don't listen to the truth. We played it for you. He said that. The people who have been vaccinated may actually be dangerous in the fact that they're spreading a mutated Delta variant that came from us attacking the COVID-19 variant. Like all infections do and other, they change, they mutate. It's all in the paper today. Don't we want to match the new strains that are most likely to circulate as closely as possible? According to Dr. Cody Meisner of the Tufts Medical Center, who is an advisor for the FDA, and he has challenged Pfizer scientists. I don't understand why this is not a Delta vaccine, because that's what we're facing right now. Fellow advisor, Dr. Patrick Moore, University of Pittsburgh, said last week as the government experts debated whether it's time for a booster, wondered if such a switch would be particularly useful. The FDA approved 
extra doses of Pfizer's original recipe. What they talked about like it's <laughs> goddamn Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> oh no, I got you know seventeen herbs and spices. <laughs> Studies show it still works well against the Delta, but there is weighing evidence about targeting now the new spike proteins in the Delta variant. Pfizer and Moderna are now hedging their bets as they are already testing now a new dose customized for the Delta variant. Learning how to tweak the formula. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, gosh, Paul, you're so stupid. You don't know anything. Let me read on, shall I? I'm going to read on. Vaccines target the spike protein that coats the coronavirus. Mutations in that protein made Delta more contagious. But through the immune system, it doesn't look all that different. Now that the Delta is the dominant version, it's almost certainly will be a common ancestor for whatever evolves next in the unvaccinated world. A Delta-updated vaccine would help. So there you go, folks. The little spike proteins changed, Mm -hmm. and the vaccine is it recognizing those proteins, those little spikes, as well as it could. And so people are getting it. They're spreading it. Oh, no, that's not true. That's not true, Mr. Mushabin. You don't know what you're talking about. You can't get it. You can't spread it. And you can win the lottery if you just get this shot. And everything will be roses, roses, roses. See, I, that's why I'm giving up. To, you, you, can't, you can't discuss rationally anything with those kind of people. And that's the word. And that's the word right there. They Look, just, we, we don't believe your science. We've done we've done the research for our side that supports our side. Right. But I'm not going to be rational. I've already made up my mind. Right. You're the kind of people to put a fake picture of yourself on your Snapgram or Instachat or whatever, the cartoon image. You're the ones who, who fake it. Um, it's right there. You can read it. It's right there from Associated Press. Oh, no. No, that's not true. Okay. It's not true then. Mark's wearing red today, and I've got a tube top on. So there you go. Uh, And that's exactly what that doctor said Mm -hmm. in that interview. We listened to it. You folks listened to it. Exactly what he said. And then everybody discredits him. That's not true. It's true. Mm Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of the co-developers. They understand this stuff more than any of us could ever even imagine. These immunologists and microbiology people, they're special people. Their brains work differently. They understand this kind of... He's worked 30 to 40 years on this kind of stuff. He knows. And he's exactly right. And they report it today. Report it today. Uh, I got to take a picture. They don't believe you're wearing... No, somebody wants to see your tube top. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Well, I tell you, I could ca- I, I could carry it. I can knock this thing out of the park right now. <laughs> Got to suck in to get it on, but That's after right. that, I'm good. Oh, yeah.